God is not a God of disorder or confusion, but is the God of peace. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning stars rise in your hearts. You are tuning into the Tribe of Christians podcast with host Brandon Dawson, the chief sinner, bringing you a peace of mind, clarity, insight, and perspective to the world you live in by the word of God, featuring the latest updates on end time prophecy news. Don't, Don't forget, forget to subscribe to the, to the Tribe, Tribe of Christians, Christians broadcast, either on Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, or YouTube at tribeofchristians.com. Without further ado, here is your host and teacher, The Chief Sinner. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. I'll be talking about the significance of the recent archaeological scroll finds in Israel and how they may be possibly connected to prophecies relating to the Third Temple, as well as recent dreams that I have been having. I have got some incredible, extraordinary things that I am excited to share with you guys about concerning a few reoccurring dreams that I have been having recently in connection to the recent archaeological discoveries found in Israel. Now, I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast, and I just want to update you guys that my wife and I, we just got off an extensive fast that we started since the beginning of January, January 1st. About midway into December, the Lord affirmed a word that he gave to me and my wife in connection to our five-year wedding anniversary, which was actually February 26th, so pretty awesome for us. And so also, he gave us a word in reference to some incredible things I believe he's going to be doing through our ministry with the Tribe of Christians. So we wanted to take the time to actually go into the new year and fasting in preparation for what he's going to be doing. So that's why you guys haven't heard from me in a while, but I am excited to be back with you guys. So over the past several weeks, I have been having a series of reoccurring dreams I believe to be extremely significant that have been occurring since January 1st. And there is one or two in specific that I want to share with you guys in light of these news headlines concerning the archaeological discoveries in Israel that I just shared on our social media page. So I have been having a series of several reoccurring dreams uh, concerning these caves and caverns near Israel, and I wasn't quite sure what to make of them when I was first having them until just recently, and it's very, very extraordinary. Now, interestingly, a few days ago, I dreamt that I was actually inside of a cave or a cavern of some sort. Like other previous dreams that I've been having, these have been reoccurring, except this time, it was as if I was sent back in time, in the time period of ancient biblical Israel. And I was standing in this cavern, and there were these lamps or these candles uh, that were lit all along the walls inside of this cavern. And in this cavern, I saw several Israelites 
Hebrew Jewish men, and they looked and were clothed just how you would imagine them to be in the biblical days, and they were working on something. And I couldn't quite tell what it was, and before I got close enough to see, I woke up. Now, I've been having several dreams just like that for the past few months, which I'm going to explain in detail why and what I believe that they mean. So today, I came across, actually just the other day, I came across an incredible article I believe is in connection to some of these dreams that I've been having. And if it is true, and I'm right about the interpretation of these dreams that I'm having, it could mean that there are exciting things ahead concerning biblical prophecy in relation to Jerusalem and the Third Temple. Now, this article was published by Israel 365 News, also known as Breaking Israeli News, concerning the major significant finds in Judea. Now, dozens of fragments from biblical Dead Sea Scrolls from the Bar Kokhba period, a 6,000-year-old skeleton of a child in the oldest complete basket in the world, were found by the Israel Antiquities Authority in the Judean Desert Natural Reserve or Nature Reserve. Now, this marks the first time in approximately 60 years that archaeological excavations uncovered fragments of a biblical scroll. This is very significant. Now, the scroll, which was written in Greek, includes portions of the book of the 12 minor prophets, including the books of Zechariah and Nahum. And the IAA operation was aimed at preventing the looting of antiquities in the Judean desert. Now, verses from Zechariah written in Greek were discovered on dozens of parchment fragments found in a cave where Jewish refugees hid almost 1,900 years ago. And I'm going to get into the significance uh, of the book of Zechariah in a moment. Now, in addition to these scroll fragments, the operation uncovered additional extraordinary finds from various periods, a cache of rare coins from the days of the Bar Koba, a 6,000-year-old skeleton of a child, likely female, that was wrapped in a cloth and mummified in a large, complete basket dating back 10,500 years, likely the oldest in the world. Now, the discoveries were retrieved from the Cave of Horror in the Judean Desert Reserve's Naha Haver. I think I pro- I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but the cave, roughly 80 meters below the cliff top, is flanked by gorges and can only be reached by rappelling uh, down into the cliff. Now, additional finds left behind by the Jewish rebels who fled to the caves at the end of the Bar Kokhba revolt in 136 CE include a cache of coins from the revolt bearing Jewish symbols such as a harp and a date palm, arrow and spearheads, woven fabric, sandals, and even lice combs. Also identified on other fragments are verses from the prophet Nahum. The mountains quake because of him, and the hills melt. The earth, hate, or the earth heaves before him, the world and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his wrath? Who can resist his fury? His anger pours out like fire, and rocks are shattered because of him. Now that's Nahum 1, 5, 6, or 1, 5 through 6, and that's one, one of the verses that was Found on the fragments. Now, another exciting aspect about this scroll is that despite most of the text being in Greek, the name of God appears in ancient Hebrew script known from the times of the first temple in Jerusalem. Now, why is this find so incredible and how does it relate to biblical prophecy? 
I believe it has a lot to do with the third temple, including the Ark of the Covenant, the restoration of Jerusalem and Judah, and the House of David, events which occur at the time of the War of Gog and Magog, outlined in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, preceding Ezekiel chapters 43, 40, 43 through 45, which is the restoration of the temple. Now, if you guys do some research and you investigate the Bar Koba period, also known as the Bar Koba Revolt, being the third and the last Jewish-Roman revolt occurring about 100 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, which occurred around 132 to 136 CE. Now, Bar Koba was a Jewish military leader in which the revolt established a three-year-long independent Jewish state in which Bar Koba ruled as Nasi, which is a Hebrew word for prince. In his time, he was a false messiah type in which some of the Jewish leaders from the Pharisees falsely deemed him to be the messiah. Now, this revolt is what ultimately led to Jerusalem's destruction, along with the second temple and being exiled and scattered, in which the land, as prophesied by Jesus in Matthew chapter 24, their land was later renamed Palestine, and it wasn't restored to Israel until 1948. Now, Ezekiel 43 and 45, concerning the restoration of Israel in the temple, if you go through and you read those passages, it specifically mentions the prince of Israel in relation to the offerings and the sacrifices in the temple. And so this is why Bar Koba was falsely titled the prince until Rome destroyed Jerusalem along with the temple. Now, something important to realize also is that the second temple did not contain the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant has been missing since the Babylonian siege of the first temple, in accordance to the word given to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 3.16. And because of that verse, many people believe that the Ark of the Covenant was destroyed. However, according to Revelation chapter 11, according to John's vision of heaven in the throne room, it explicitly states that John saw the Ark of the Covenant and it was seated before the throne room. So, it does exist and it's going to play a, a huge part in the end times. So, Zechariah chapter 12 prophesies concerning Jerusalem, Judah, and the house of David of its restoration and connection to the Ezekiel 38 war of Gog and Magog. Exactly. Zechariah chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, which says, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem. And on that day, when all the nations of the earth are gathered against her, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations. All who try to move, it will injure themselves. And that's in relation to the war of Gog and Magog as outlined in Ezekiel 38, verses 8 through 11, which says, After many days you will be called to arms. In future years you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people who gather from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They have been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. You and all of your troops and the many nations will go uh, and the many nations with you will go up, advancing like a storm, and you will be like a cloud covering the land. 
This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And on that day, thoughts will come into your mind. You will devise an evil scheme. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them living without walls, without gates and bars. And also, if you take a look at Isaiah, in Isaiah chapters 19 and 34 concerning Egypt and Assyria, or known as Syria, in the judgment of the nations who rose up against Jerusalem during the war of Gog and Magog, in connection to Ezekiel 38. This, is, this also prophesies about the third temple in connection to the war of Gog and Magog. Isaiah 19, 23-25, which says, In that day there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians to Assyria. The Egyptians and the Assyrians will worship together. And in that day, Israel will be the third, along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. Now, the two primary verses that they found on those fragments in those scrolls from Zach are from Zechariah and Nahum. They are Zechariah 8, 16, and 17, and also Nahum 1, 5 through 6, which reads, These are the things that you are to do. Speak the truth to one another. Render true and perfect justice in your gates, and do not contrive evil against one another, and do not love perjury, because all of those things I hate, declares Hashim. Zechariah 8, 16 through 17. Now the mountains quake because of him, and the hills melt. The earth, the earth heaves before him, the world and all that dwell within it. Who can stand before his wrath? Who can resist his fury? His anger pours out like fire, and rocks are shattered because of him. And that's Nahum 1, 5, and 6. Now in a few months, in a few months, about three to four months, I will be giving a prophetic word for the coming year, 2022, next year or the Jewish New Year for 5782, representing the 22nd Hebrew letter Tav, T-A-V. Now that letter, the Hebrew letter Tav, represents two things. First, it means to be marked, or a mark. And secondly, it represents truth. There are going to be a lot of events unfolding next year and in the coming months in connection to these finds. Now, a few weeks ago, I had a very significant dream concerning the Ark of the Covenant, which I believe is connected to these archaeological finds and discoveries. A few weeks ago, I had a very significant dream concerning the Ark of the Covenant, which I believe is connected to these finds. Now, I had a vision while I was asleep Wednesday night, February 17th of this year, 2021. I was completely and fully aware of myself and that I was asleep and I had full cognitive ability and thinking. Now, I saw myself enter into what I can only describe as an area that resembled a cave or a cavern of some sorts. Now, I don't know its exact location, but I was aware that it was near Judea in Israel. Now, as I walked further into this cavern, I saw the Ark of the Covenant. Now, at first, I didn't know what it was. It was hardly recognizable. The Ark had been completely stripped of its gold, and it was missing the top that contained the cherubim and seraphim angels. 
and I saw the engravings upon its outer surface. I recognized to be ancient symbols and languages, but I could not read or understand them. And as I walked up to the ark, I looked inside of it because, as I mentioned, the top was missing, and I saw the stone tablets containing the Ten, the ten Commandments. And at that moment, I realized what it was that I was looking at, that I was looking at the Ark of the Covenant, and then I woke up. Now, after spending, I spent the entire day, that next day, Thursday, February 18th, in prayer and in contemplation of that dream, and the Holy Spirit affirmed to me the truth of what I saw, that I had indeed seen the Ark of the Covenant. And it was shown to me to reveal that it exists. It's it does exist, and I believe that it was also shown to me as an affirmation of prophecy of things that are about to unfold. And I believe that the Ark of the Covenant is about to soon be discovered. It's going to reemerge, signifying the precedence of time, biblical prophecy, and the revelation of truth concerning Israel, the Bible, and the Lord. As I mentioned just moments ago about 2022, the letter Tav, dealing with the significance of a mark and also with the truth. Now, about two years ago, around this same time, uh, around this time of year, I also had another dream about the Ark of the Covenant. It was very different. In this aspect, the dream was in relation to the seven-year tribulation period, I, to, I believe to be very symbolic in nature. Now, in this other dream that I had last year, I don't know specifically which country that I was in, but in this dream, I knew that I was not in America, and that I was in what reminded me of the coastal countries of Greece and Europe. And while I was there, I saw terrifying and frightening things occurring. Now, first, I saw exactly as Jesus described that it would be. A very, it very much resembled the times of Noah and of Sodom and Gomorrah. There were festivals and celebrations going on all over the place, and people were almost in a full state of drunkenness. There was a massive level of sexual miscuities and perversions taking place, and there was absolutely no constraint. People were doing everything that they wanted to do everything that they had desire or pleasure to do, and they were doing it in the public open without remorse. There was no shame. There was no hesitation or a level of constraint. There was nobody stopping them, and they would do whatever they felt like doing. And I was appalled at their boldness to do such horrendous things in the public, and it was completely celebrated. And then I looked to the east where the Atlantic Ocean was, and I saw an enormous red dragon, which had emerged from an abyss that was at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, and it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And this thing was causing all of these people to worship it because they were afraid of it. And I saw people committing, they were committing human sacrifices to it. They were taking their elderly parents, they were taking their children, and they were throwing them off cliffs into the sea to this dragon. And the dragon was telling the people that if they did not sacrifice to it, they didn't worship it, that it would cause all the disobedient people to be sacrificed. And so there was this massive level of fear. 
I then saw people fleeing to the caves in the deserts and in the wilderness to escape this dragon. And all I could do was, the only thing I could do was think to go to Israel to see if there was any safe havens in Israel away from the dragon. And so I went to Israel, and while I was in Jerusalem, I saw that it was nighttime, and there were no people out in public as they were in the other nations. And it was as if these people were hide away. They were hidden away, stowed away inside of their homes. They couldn't be seen. Now, as, as I was watching, I saw this large container-like thing, this wooden box or a crate that you would use to ship something in, and there was something within it. And I saw these Jewish men carrying uh, this crate. And these Jewish men, they were dressed up. They were like the traditional ascetic Jews, and they were carrying this box inside one of the buildings. And then this spirit at that moment revealed to me that they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And so at that moment, I was confused because you would think with such a huge discovery like the Ark of the Covenant that people would be out in the streets celebrating, but they weren't. And it was nighttime, it was quiet, and it was as if it was a secret mission of some sort. And then I woke up out of that dream. Now, I believe this is why we have been seeing so many headlines concerning Jerusalem and about the Abraham Accord between the Muslim nations in Israel, specifically Jerusalem. The Bible tells us that in Zechariah chapter 12, that God will not only first restore Jerusalem and Judah, but the inhabitants in Jerusalem through the tribe of Judah will become like David, that God will cause the surrounding nations to be in fear of Israel. And at that moment, I believe the spirit of grace and truth will pour out over the remnants of all 12 tribes in Israel, and they will believe in Jesus, and they will repent. And so what all this is telling me is that God is moving the focus to Israel, to his word, to his people, and the stage is being set for the second coming of Jesus. I believe in the next few months, in the next coming months, and even more so in 2022, that there are going to be tremendous archaeological discoveries concerning Israel and the Bible that will help to reaffirm Israel's sovereignty of their land. I also believe that in this time that they may indeed find and discover the Ark of the Covenant. Now, I don't know if it will be made public or not with a discovery like that, but it's very possible and it will serve to strengthen and turn Israel back to the Lord. I believe it will pave the way for the third temple in the Temple Mount. And as this is happening, I believe there will be major prophetic releases over the nations in connection to Israel and the Spirit of the Lord, exactly as it tells us in Joel chapter 3. And although I do firmly believe in a pre-rapture or a pre-tribulation rapture, that does not mean that we aren't going to face trials and tribulations. We have to stand prepared and ready all the way up until the very final moments. We don't want to be found asleep or unproductive. Not everyone who calls Jesus Lord is going to be saved as Jesus told us. The evidence of our salvation is displayed both by the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit through obedience and service to one another. We cannot afford to let our lamps go out. Now is not the time more than ever to ensure that our lamps are lit and are shining bright. We need to be working harder than ever to share the gospel message, the very truth of Jesus, 
no matter how tough things get. Now, this archaeological find isn't just of historic significance that validates Israel's claim to their land, but it also serves as an incredible reminder of God's love and his faithfulness to his word. And it couldn't come in a more perfect timing. After spending an entire year in incredible pain and turmoil of a global plague, a famine, disaster, and civil unrest, we are in great need of remembrance of the gospel of love and the faithfulness of God. Our nation and the people in our nation and all the nations need to turn to him to look for leadership. Dear Heavenly Father God, I thank you for who you are, for your precious word, for your Holy Spirit, for giving us your son Jesus. And I pray and I ask that you may continue to help guide and lead us in light of recent discoveries that your truth may be revealed. I pray for the inspiration and the growth of faith and that many more lives will believe and be saved by your great name. Lord, I pray for your peace and for the unity of your kingdom and your people that your will be done in our lives and in the lives around us. In your great name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Now you can find more great teachings just like this one on our website at tribeofchristians.com. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to get updates on new words and teachings that we publish. This concludes this message. I am Brandon Dawson with the Tribe of Christians. Stay encouraged, keep running the race, and fighting the good fight of faith. May God bless you and be with you always.